who was the first publisher to start releasing digital editions of comic books available the same day as the release of comic book stores? Stick around for the answer. You might just be surprised. Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books. It's something I try to pass on to old and new readers. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast for January 26, 2022. The episode's focus revolves around the various ways to read digital comics in both paid and free options. Now, many older fans would never consider giving up a physical collection or their trips at the neighborhood comic shop. There's been much fuss, I know, raised over digital's impact on comic shops in the past. Truthfully, I've been hearing about the demise of comic shops in one form or another and the direct market since nearly the beginning of everything. I still remember the first comic shops I went into around the age of 13, eh, around 1981-ish. I also remember the Justice Machine from one of the countless now-defunct companies, Noble Comics. Back then, comics were exciting, and soon there were Eclipse and First Comics. Back then, I bet back then, there were doomsdayers predicting this direct market thing wouldn't last very long. Now flash forward to the mid-90s. Oh, I'm pretty sure between the 80s and the mid-90s there were gaps where the doomsdayers were hard at work. But the mid-90s were something different. Marvel had filed for bankruptcy and comics were printed. It seemed more for the spectators than true believers, fans of all comics. Not just Mar It wasn't just Marvel's folly. It was the end of the whole industry. At least that's what the talk was. When COVID hit for the first time, frankly, I got a little worried. Publishers stopped shipping books and comic shops faced an uncertain future. And there was talk that the comic industry was going to be gone. Marvel and DC would stop publishing. The point is, Doom series have been making crazy predictions since I started collecting comics many, many years ago. My favorite is how usually DC is going to just stop pulling out, putting out the comic books. Folks, while DC does make a profit, it has traditionally made little more than a rounding error. Good or bad, the comics DC publishes makes little impact on the bottom line of a big company like AT&T. Years ago, I stopped collecting the physical comics and went digital for countless reasons. I did everything digital, books, newspapers, music, anything I get in a digital format. And yeah, sometimes I miss holding comics in my hands. But I also like how I can quickly go through the digital libraries and read something from Silver Age without worrying about damaging my copy. That's me. And I still go into comic shops and look at the inventory. I like seeing lots of people of all ages excited about comics and buying comics. I always hope there's going to be shops around and continue to make money for all parties. I started Fantastic Comic Fan almost three years ago as an Instagram account promoting comics of all genres and ages that are only available digitally. Truthfully, 
I read a lot of great content I probably would have never read outside in a digital format. And again, Chopped and digital should complement each other. Digital allows long-term readers to pass off something new to readers easily and say, wait, here, read this. You're going to love it. So this time around, I'm covering all the major digital platforms. DC Universe Infant, Comixology Unlimited, Hoopla, Marvel Limited, and even Comic Book Plus. Despite my less than butterflies and rainbows critique of some, all of them are a great way to explore new comics. Or fall in love with older ones all over again without spending a lot of money. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let me know what you think at Fantastic Comic Fan, all one word, at gmail.com. Comixology Unlimited is like Amazon Prime, with a countless variety that can appeal to all ages. And I'm not just saying it because both are owned by Amazon either. Comixology adds several hundred comics each month, and you never know what you're going to get to read. And like Amazon Prime, there appears to be no rhyme or reason to what get added each month. At least that's how it feels to me. But that's not an insult either. There's no better place to discover, explore, and sample digital comics from all types of publishers. For me, Comixology is where you can pull up something from non-readers and say, Here, read this, and enjoy it. The app interface is designed to make it not hard to get lost in countless comics to read. You get categories like Slice of Life and Romance. Yes, there are romance comics out there. They rotate spotlights like the one on Star Trek and Jeff Lemire. Some series are represented with complete runs, while others, like Saga, you get the first 18 issues. A particular note is Archie Comics, which has everything new and archived, available via Unlimited. No company does a better job archiving their comics from the Golden Age to the Bronze Age. Archie constantly adds to their archives. Worth noting is an excellent selection of books and collected edition covering historical aspects of comic books. For example, IDW's book on the Golden Age publisher Fiction House. Even history that's not quite so ancient like George Perez, Storyteller, which gives a comprehensive overview of the iconic creator's career. Sometimes, I think Comicsology Unlimited is playing games with me. No lie. While putting this together, I noticed recommendations that I hadn't seen on the service before. Well, for example, when did they add those first 18 issues of All-Star Squadron to Unlimited, or those Silver Age Lois Lane? I look forward to same week it's added each month and I don't remember those getting added. How did those slip under the radar? Years ago, I stopped buying physical comics and went all digital. But even if I were still collecting like I used to, I was still you com- comicsology. There's no better way to sample comics. It's like free comic book day every day of the year. Next, I want to talk about Hoopla, a free digital library offered by local libraries worldwide. It is a fantastic resource to pick up new and older comic runs. Hoopla gives you the chance to sample tons of stuff, again, like Comixology, you wouldn't normally read. Better yet, it allows you to introduce fans to something you think is a fantastic read. The interface is slick and makes it easy to dive right into something new or one of your old favorites. All major and quite a few minor publishers are represented. 
There's DC, Marvel, Image, Boom. Then you get Tokyo Pop, Titan, and Scout Comics, just to name a few. Every week, Hoopla adds new stuff, and I mean new stuff. Single issues and collected editions will appear the same day as in comic shops. Please note that you can only borrow 10 items a month. So before anyone cries foul about Hoopla poaching on comic book stores, keep that in mind. Hoopla offer, also offers rotating spotlights, like video game-inspired, crossover events, and award winners, just to name a few. Built within Hoopla is a filter that also works great. For example, you can sort by user ratings, release date, date added to Hoopla, and best of all, a children's title only filter, which the other services really don't have. When I was growing up, reading comics were not encouraged. I can also remember almost no comics geared towards a younger audience for many years. Many of tomorrow's readers come from young readers today who steadily move up the comic book chain as they get older. Hoopla represents an awesome place to introduce comics to younger readers. Marvel Unlimited is, well, just about everything I wish DC Universe Infinite should be to read archived comics. With one minor annoyance, though, with that service. Back in the fall, Marvel Limited had an app update, but the update seemed to take a few steps backwards. It didn't make the service any better. There have been a few improvements in the app, and honestly, I've grown used to the redesign. I'm not thrilled with some of the aspects of the app, but I've learned to adjust. Besides, Marvel Unlimited is the best place to read Marvel archived comics. After all the years it has been around, you'd still think some of those critical gaps would be filled now, by now. But nope. Take the original X Factor from 1986. I haven't read the series in literally decades. I'm cruising along, enjoying the series, and I finish issue 40. <clears throat> There's a mental screeching of breaks. After that particular issue, it jumps to 55 and then picks up at issue 60. Annoying. There's also gaps in the original Daredevil and Marvel 2-in-1. And there's some other series that have gaps, which really shouldn't. Okay, okay, like I said, it was annoying. However, there are essential series with no issues missing, which make up for that annoying gap. For example, my big intro into the Silver Age Fantastic Four were these teeny tiny paperback books published long, long ago. As a result... I often feel drawn to those Silver Age Kirby Lee classics, Once in a Blue Moon. Lately, it has been one of those times. In December-ish of last year, I started reading FF all over again from the beginning and find myself up to about issue 64 right now. All I can say is, wow, I've come to find myself with a new appreciation for that Silver Age bar on the Fantastic Four. I think the team of Kirby and Lee had no idea the magnitude of the foundation they were laying for the Marvel Mythos. Even the pre-Marvel age, you get great classics. Journey into Mystery, Strange Tales, and Tales to Astonish go back to the very first issues when they were anthologies. Marvel goes all the way to honor these legacy titles and creators of which the Marvel Mythos was built and what makes Marvel Marvel today. New, new comics are generally added to the service about three months after they appear on newsstands. However, you never know what older comics might get added to the archives. Usually when a new collection gets released, Marvel will add those issues to Marvel Unlimited. Now, for example, 
Mawa recently put out a Daredevil epic collection, and those missing issues of Daredevil did make its way to the Marvel Unlimited program at the same time. Overall, the service does represent the best way to read Marvel comics that you can't or won't buy or won't risk reading in a physical form for fear of damaging your physical collection. Marvel Unlimited is truly a great value. Highly recommended. DC Digital Comics subscription service has been around for over three years. Is that long enough for a service to get up and running to service fans? The one thing that stands it apart from Comicology and Marvel Unlimited is a community forum with moderators and content that does serve the fans. Those people are fantastic. However, I don't think AT&T has done a very good job of being a good steward to DC Comics, Warner Brothers, or anything that came out of the merger a few years ago. So foolishly, when I saw the merger unfolding, I was thinking of Disney and Marvel. Surely AT&T had learned from past mistakes, but they hadn't. The result ended with AT&T dumping the whole of Warner, including DC Comics, into Discovery's hands. Though that deal hasn't closed yet, it's expected to close in the next few months. Discovery, to me, has a better track record on how to handle prop properties properly. So while the merger is yet to happen, and it may be many months before any fundamental changes happen, I'd like to remain hopeful. In the three years DC's digital comics service has been around, I thought it would be better. But, unfortunately, it's been chiefly, well, a disappointment. I am loath to talk trash about anything, but in this case, I think DC is doing a disservice to fans and the legacy of the company's whole history. Now let me be clear, there are 24,000 plus comics and new releases get put on the platform about three months after appearing in comic shops. There are even comics that you can only read as a service subscriber. There are lots of complete runs. DC has done a great job of trying to plug some key holes, like in the original Teen Titans run, Wonder Woman, and Batman comics over the last few months. Still, there's no consistency or balance into what older stuff gets archived. For example, the January list of older comics added was a disappointment. So first they cut down the number of archived comics. Next they added another obscure title to start archiving, The New Guardians. I am good with every single comic of DC's getting archived in time. However, after all this time, there's only one, and I mean one, action comics for the whole 1970 decade. I don't understand that. I also know that War and Romance are not everyone's list of must-read comics. Still, Joe Kubert had decades of work on Sergeant Rock. Why can't there be at least some issues archived? Showcase and Brave and the Bold helped start the Silver Age, yet key issues are missing in both runs. Truthfully, I didn't think anyone knows what to do with the service. At DC, AT&T, Warner, whoever. Is there some long-term goal? Because I don't see them play. In the past, marketing opportunities were missed. For example, the service could add some key back issues when Bendis relaunched Legion of Superheroes. Then, for each of the Big Three's anniversary, they could have used it as an opportunity to add some of the missing comics to the archives. But for whatever reason, DC chose not to do anything. One area on these discussion boards is suggesting about adding to the archives. 
those moderators do a great job, but it comes off as lip service. Nor are there any compelling reasons why specific collected editions of Vertical, which have digital copies available, don't get added to the archives. Yes, I know, I'm complaining a lot about a service, and that's unlike me. However, I have no intention of dropping the service because there's still countless comics I can discover and read. Instead, I'm disappointed because I don't think it's doing fans and creators a great service. Those past creators laid the foundation for new comic books and the future DC mythos, and they should be treated a little bit better. Over time, thousands of comic books have entered the public domain, which means anyone could reprint them or convert them so they could be read digitally easily. Interestingly, Amazon has gone the route of charging customers for those old digital comics, usually for about two bucks. There's a better and free place called Comic Book Plus. Every Saturday I do Silver Age posts on Instagram and Sunday I do Golden Age. I often go to the site Comic Book Plus, looking for ideas and going down unexpected rabbit holes because I always find cool things to read. Basically, the mission of Comic Book Plus is to present completely free of charge and to the broadest possible audience popular cultural works of the past. These records are offered as a contribution to education and lifelong learning. They are historical documents reflecting the attitudes, perspectives, and beliefs of different times. And Comic Book Plus does not endorse those views, which may contain offensive material to modern users. Currently, there are over 42,000 comics available to either read on your tablet or download for your own collection. The collection at Comic Book Plus covers both the Silver Age and Golden Age. The search function and the way the site is organized remain breathtakingly amazing. You can search via publisher comics, creators. Type in Joe Cooper, for example, and some of his earliest works will appear. Try Jack Kirby and his other non-moral contributions show up, like his work along with Joe Simon in the romance genre. Now, while EC Comics garnered the spotlight during the horror boom of the 50s, other publishers also contributed. Those from Avon, Harvey, and Fiction House are just a few that will be found in Comic Book Plus. Even get some of DC's Heroes Adventures before joining the mythos of DC. Captain Marvel and family are represented through Fawcett Comics, while Plastic Man, Uncle Sam, and Blackhawk Adventures are available through the Quality Comics section. Over the years, I have grown to appreciate creators, publishers, and those involved in the early years of the comic industry. The rest of the industry's foundation rests upon them through their work, and their contributions should not be forgotten. So again, Comic Book Plus is something fans should check out and need to check out to understand where comic books were and how they became what they are today. Before wrapping up, let's get to that trivia question. The answer would be DC, who started day and date digital release at the launch of the New 52. Remember that? Back in 2001. However, after over a decade, digital sales still remain small and have little impact on comic shops overall. That's it for today's episode. Again, I would love to hear from you at FantasticComicFan, all one word at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. I hope to see you next time 
Look for new podcasts soon. <laughs>